So, like, for me to say that because Man City have had two great seasons, we should give them a pass for this season, I think is a terrible excuse. And you're good, especially when you take um, Pogba out the team, Greenwood out the team, do you know what I mean? Key cogs. And obviously, um, when we go deeper than our starting 11, our best 11, you know where it's bare bones. Start talking about David De Gea, you know, possible destinations that he should be at, because I think it's time for David De Gea to move on. See, and that, that for me is the key point. The fact that the, the issue isn't whether Dean Henderson's ready or not. It's David De Gea is so bad right now. We need someone else <laughs> in the sticks. Eyes on the ball. Uh, you already know where it is. This eyes on the ball. We're coming back with another special one. Favorite boy, Daniel Bamiji. I have to shout my boys before I introduce today's guest. Josh, Darren, what are you telling me? What are you telling me, guys? What's going on, people? Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm, uh. Yeah, all good, bro. Mr. Bamiji. I was going to let it slide. I was going to let it slide. I you going to let it slide. Man's coming on the corporate thing. Hey, Josh, don't try to come humble today because you know you're getting some stick today. Bro, don't bring my name into this. Same as if you're taking a register, bro. Get out of here, man. You know you're going to get some stick today, but on today's episode... I ain't getting nice. On today's episode, obviously, we've got a guest as you can see i'm gonna let him introduce himself he's already been on one of our episodes but now you can put a face to the voice go on big man introduce uh, yourself hello guys you know what i mean lekan ahmed here <laughs> arsenal fan local arsenal fan you know what i mean get this man on AFTV, fam trust me hey what AFTV? <laughs> but yeah now we got, no, we got good results good results this week let's see what's gonna happen yeah man we've got some discussions to have today um obviously we're going to talk about the fa cup games that have happened arsenal bce chelsea v united obviously going to talk about the premier league again as well leicester's humbling defeat to jose Mourinho today humbling humbling yeah, but <laughs> i don't think there's any better place to start josh man what happened uh listen, what happened joy is yeah this 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 season, there's just one word that can summarize it, and that's just complacency, man. Um, we've been too complacent this season, and I feel like yesterday's result it just proved that. Um, obviously, I was out, I was busy, so I didn't have full access to the game. Um, but I heard Arsenal play very well, so credit to Arsenal where it's G, man. But yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's not good enough, man. It's not good enough. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we missed out on the Premier League title. Um, Champions League is still on the running. Um, got a tough issue against Madrid. But FA Cup is just... I feel like at the stage that we're at now, we should be winning some sort of silverware we, um, year in, year out, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not personally that affected by the fact that we missed out on the FA Cup. Obviously, this is Arsenal fans. This is their time, innit? Do you know what I mean? It's the biggest moment of their season. And that's fine. That's fine. I'm not angry at missing on the FA Cup. I'm angry at the fact that once again we've let and not an easy victory, but a winnable game go by just because we weren't there. We're, we're not the races in it, and that's been the that's been the theme throughout the season. That's a man. quick question to and that. It's not, and, and, and it's just not good enough, man. I understand yeah. that point. Obviously, I'm what, from what I'm getting. Your main point is the complacency factor, but could you also make an argument that Pepper's shown time and time again that he doesn't have a plan B? Because not going to lie to you. 
I saw crosses, yeah. Obviously, again, like you said, you don't watch the game, but there were so many crosses in that game when you didn't have an Eden Dzeko type figure in the box. You had Jesus, who was not involved in it yeah. at all because United or City or Arsenal, sorry, actually just sat back in it. So could you say Pep, yeah. plan B is a problem? Um, Yeah, man. But do you know what it is? I feel like... Yeah, it's, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because you have to look at it like this. The past few seasons... Our forward, we've had a small forward lineup in it. Our forwards are women small. If you look at Aguero, um, Sterling, Sane, Mares, it's a small lineup in it. Mm. Um, gone are the days where we used to have like Eden Jekyll leading the line in it. And we see even at like, last year when we look at the Champions League picture against um, Tottenham, the game changer that Lorente was when he came on. See what I'm saying? That was Tottenham's plan B. But with us, I feel like, in, do you know what it is? You only really realise it in games that he should have a plan B, which makes sense in it. But we've won two Premier League titles without a plan B. Do you get what I'm saying? Cool. So it's like, you only really pick up on it in the games where we feel like, okay, cool. If we had something different, we would have won this game. Do you get what I'm saying? Nah, 100%. Um, but I feel like Pep, Pep, Pep is very stubborn in the fact that he believes that even, I don't know whether all you might have watched uh, the City <coughs> documentary, but he's of the mindset that when you're setting up for a game, you set up to play your best football. You don't really worry about what the other team are going to do, yeah. which is kind of naive, which is which is definitely, definitely. naive, isn't it? but he's, he's of the mindset that they should worry about us more than we should worry about them. Yeah. And I do understand in it, but at the same time, it's games like yesterday where that didn't really work out in it. And it's, it's, it's been the theme this whole this whole season, man, is where like he hasn't paid enough attention to the minor details, which is not really pep like. Do you get what I'm saying? I get you. Um but yeah, man. I get that, I get that. Obviously I'm gonna come Whoa. to you, Big Mando, but what do you think? Obviously you're gonna Whoa. respond to Josh. Whoa. Obviously you're gonna respond to like, would you say Pep Pep um Disaster or Arteta Masterclass? Uh, I'm just going to go with a bit of both. But I would say more of an Arteta Masterclass because I think we do need to slow down on the judgment of Man City because mm. at the end of the day, let's look at the scenario. Let's look at what happened um, yesterday. Yesterday, you're playing an Arsenal team that has won probably the most, I think it's the most FA Cups. And you're also playing a manager that just left your camp. So he knows everything about you. He knew all those back passes that you're going to do, those corner passes. He knew how you're going to play. He knew how you're going to set up. So I don't think, in a sense, that Man City had a poor game. It's just in the fact that he's playing a guy that was literally studying him for two, three years. With the sense in the case of you've won nine games. Okay, that's fair. You've lost, sorry, you've lost nine games. That's fair, you've lost nine games. But at the end of the day, City are coming off the back of a 100-point season and a 98-point season. Like I was saying before, I believe that they're starting to get gassed out. It's a, it's You can't be doing it for a consistent, consistent, consistent season. At the end of the day, there's times with City, this season, they showed that they're tired. I think next season they'll be back, they'll be ready. But because no, I've got just before you get to Arsenal though, because I've got the gist from the Man City argument though. But then, could you make this? Is what I'm trying to say though. Pep has to hold responsibility for that because what I'm trying to say in a title-winning team, of course, the hardest thing to do is repeat that. Do you get what I'm saying? Repeat that title, repeat that motivation in your players. But that's what you pay the big bucks to your manager for to refreshen up the team. A big mistake Facts. was not replacing company. Company was huge, instrumental to winning the league prior when Liverpool were obviously challenging them. So like, for me to say that 
because Man City have had two great seasons, we should give them a pass for this season. I think it's a terrible excuse because he had the tools in place to not have a terrible season. He uh, just didn't use them. No, let me... Yeah, go on, Yeah, Dara. to add to that, I completely agree with you, Daniel, man. Like, we put them in the conversation of some of the best Premier League teams ever, yeah. and we don't give those excuses to the other teams. Do you know what I'm saying? I think, I, obviously, we know that it is um, a circumstance, you know, the fatigue factor. Obviously, if you're playing 60, 70-plus games a season, you know, it might come back to haunt you. But at the same time, that's an excuse. Nine losses, which is more than um, stupid teams that I've seen, more than Manchester United, more than Arsenal, Sheffield more United. than so many... Yeah, Sheffield United, bad team. So I think um, the fatigue factor is an excuse. It's a bad excuse, man. And I think, uh, as we said, Pep should uh, be doing more with that, fam. Do some more rotation. Like, have more of a, you know, reaction. I don't think it's a bad excuse, man. And do you know what it is? Like, obviously, you spoke about the, the fatigue factor. And a couple episodes ago, I spoke on a similar thing. But... I think it's just the uh, um, the mental motivation, man. Um, it takes a lot out of you, bro. Two Premier League titles in it back to back, and not, not last season's one was definitely mentally straining, man, because it, it went down to the last game, bro. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like we have the depth to where physical fatigue isn't really a problem, even though we suffered huge losses for our back four this season. But my point is just that, like mentally, we just weren't there this season, innit? I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not really focused on the. The physical side to it. I'm not really bothered about that. I'm but saying again, that some mentally, people put that down to Pep. Of complacency. Do you know what huh? I'm saying? People put that down to Pep. You have to motivate. Because yeah, I remember we spoke not... about this a couple episodes ago. How and I spoke about Fergie. How he mm. uh, rammed into his players. Listen, we've won the league now. We don't even need to talk about that anymore. We're on to the following year. Do you know what I'm saying? The motivational mm. um, aspect that you're talking about. Again, that's a criticism of Pep. And also, look, I just want to say. To your point, Daniel, when you talked about company, I think company company could be argued because company was their most vital player in the squad. It's like with Manchester United, yeah? Who was their most vital player? You wouldn't say it's a player. You'll say it's Alex Ferguson. Because as soon as he left, look at Man United right now. As soon as company left, because you can... It's a very good argument that company is the anchor of the whole Manchester City franchise. So when you actually look at it and you're thinking to yourself, company's just left. You can't replace something, someone like company. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was a yeah, leader, definitely. a leader of men. So to do that, it's a body of work. It's, you have to get the right person to get into it. They've started off with Laporte. Fair enough, he's been injured some, some of this season. But you get another defender and I truly believe City will be back to their same ways. I don't think that, that there's yeah. anything to it. I just think that They've had a season where it's recuperating. They're getting back to their strength. You know, David Silva's yeah. having his last season. That's why you're seeing a lot of him compared to other players. But next season, Man City, they've got the yeah, money. They'll right. get a centre-back. They mm. know exactly what they should do. Now, Lex, I 100% agree with you. That's why, like, for me, I'm not I'm not worried. Like, I'm not shaking in my boots thinking, is this the end of our, like, our dynasty? Like, I'm really not concerned about that, man. I just feel like... Yeah, man, this season has been a sloppy, it's been a sloppy, sloppy season, man. But I don't think I've never seen Pep have back-to-back sloppy seasons, bro. Do you get what I'm saying? Fair um, enough, I think no, what, 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 once. No, huh? with the case of Arsenal, did you see how many headers David Luiz did yesterday? <laughs> did you guys see how many <laughs> headers there were? Prime. Yeah, I think yeah, there, I think there was about twenty-five to twenty-six headers. So this is 
this is my issue with Arsenal. What a brilliant performance yesterday. 2-0, held them down. There was even a point in a game where I actually thought there was going to be a third, maybe a fourth goal. But how many times have we said this? How many times have we said that Arsenal, a broken record, more or less? They I'm expecting you guys big. to lose this final. I'm expecting you to lose. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Same. Do you I'm know what I mean? I'm expecting to lose. It happens, bro, it happens all the time. You've had a great week, yeah? But, but Arsenal's problem has always been let's, consistent. Let's even man. forget. Like, you'll, you'll gas up AFTV, then I'll all start crying on camera and that, little babies, <laughs> and then you'll go into the final and get smacked. No, look, look, this is the it's big, typical man, Arsenal, this, man. Big man, before you go on more about, I'd say, focus more on Arteta and just his brilliance in terms of the game. But the reason why they're going to struggle in that final, I'm not saying, fam, this final's open, bro. Anyone could win it. However, the reason why I'm more confident on Chelsea winning that is because Arsenal are going to have a lot more of the ball than they had against Man City. Like, it's not going to be that sit in your shape for 90 minutes and just two counter-attacks and get your goal. They're going to be required to try and play, and that's going to open them up a bit more, regardless of the formation they play. And that's where I think the problem is going to come into it, when you're going to be asked to actually play more than you may be set up to against Man City, well, for example. Well, Daniel, going on Arteta, going on to Arteta, I'm looking at him, and I'm not convinced the way that everyone else is convinced where mad i see arsenal i like it i like them i like what they're doing but you guys need to remember a lot of facts that's happened since he's come since he came what do you actually think that the biggest game arsenal were in with him what do you mean biggest as in biggest as in what as in their best performance or? no like what, the most important game highest stakes uh, maybe. Oh yeah, no, no. no. He's played, I he's played pretty much. He's played all the big teams. I mean, he's lost. No, see, that's. That... No, but if, if you think about it, the the games where like it was really on the line, Arsenal didn't pull through. Yeah. And do you like, know what game that what, I'm what, thinking about that comes to my mind? Arsenal versus Olympiacos. That's a game that we needed to win to go through, and we didn't. Yeah. At our home ground, we're looking at Man City and we're looking at Liverpool now. You can argue the case that Liverpool came to the game. Yeah, they need to get the record points, but they've won the league already. City, like I explained to you, on Pep, Pep and Arteta, they have a relationship. Arteta knows Pep's play. So that game, I considered us winning. Obviously, they have a stronger side, so they could win any time. But I, I considered that we have a I chance have to, in that I have game. to butt you there, though, because what I'm thinking about is... Like, what you have to remember is that, fair enough, the Olympiacos game, perfect example. I just think that mm. you're ignoring the argument of progression in it. What, what Arsenal fans want to see is an improvement in their side. So you can't tell me that between the Olympiacos game and the City game, you haven't seen improvements. Even in the games that they've lost, hold on, just let me land. Even in the game that they lost, for example, to Tottenham, that game, on, an, on another day, on another clinical day, they would have won that game. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, 100%. you have to just, can you admit, first of all, before you make any other point, that between the Olympiacos game that you gave the example of and the Man City yeah. game, there's been a progression in Arsenal? Well, I can say there's been a progression, but I've looked at other, I've looked at other seasons where Arsenal's gone in about 20, what's it, 20 games unbeaten. Another season, they'll go on like 15 games. Yeah, but you don't have the same like squad Arsenal. though. I'm, 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 I'm getting you to try and think about but the resources we, we, Arteta has had. But I'm looking at it now, okay, 
we've still got the suspect Louise. We can't say that he's not. He we, he shows like you know suspicion after after one game. Man thinks he's flipping. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's still got bro. Get out it's here, been, man. It's been two games on the bounce. Hasn't no, it's been about two, three games here on yeah. the bounce. Okay, we still got Mustafi, who who's shown that he's not really suitable for Arsenal Football Club. Then who else have we got? We got Holding. We got Callum Chambers. Socrates. Socrates. I'm not being funny with you. There's not really a change in standards to what I've seen in recent, like you ah, know, cool. recent. Give me a sec. Give me a sec, Darren. I want you to um, respond to this or give mm. your take on this, whether you agree or not. But I'm saying what I'm trying to get Big Man to obviously understand this. I'm not saying that this is redemption or this is a a new dawn for Arsenal, or whatever. But what I'm trying to say is, can you not say that Arteta, with the resources, this is not his squad, he has not made any signings, with the resources that he has had, have you seen the tactics? Have you seen what he's tried to implement? Have you seen an improvement in certain players? That's all I'm asking. Definitely, man. Me personally, I think he's had a big impact, man. Um, players that I'll say he has uh, a huge impact on, or Xhaka, I think since he come in, rah, Xhaka's like looking some new player, like the, the Xhaka that we thought that we were going to get. You know, protecting the defence, passing range, unlimited, um, just doing a great job, man. And I think uh, since Arteta's come, Jack has played very well. Um, of Bamiyan, still the same guy. I think moving him out to the left but still getting the same production from him says a lot about Arteta. You know, you're making a way for the likes of Nketiah, trying to get Lacazette in the team. Even though I'm not a huge fan of um, banging Oba out wide, I still think... You know, he's been effective there. So I can't say it was, um, um, you know, a horrible decision. And also, um, you know, you get opportunities for Lacazette and Ketty, as I said. Um, Saka, I think what he's done with Saka has been crazy impressive. Played Saka in so many different positions. Asked him to do a lot. And um, Saka's gone through, you know. Very few managers would put a lot on, on a youngster's plate. And I think he's done that with a few of the youngsters. And they've shown that they're capable. And... Um, yeah, man, I th- I do disagree with Big Man, man. I think he's had a, a big impact. And um, I think moving forward, if they do back him, things could look good for Arsenal, man. Obviously, you got to keep over, you know, your best players. But um, I, I like the, the direction that he's taking Arsenal in, man. I think I think you, you can't you can't say Arsenal haven't improved. I think they're definitely improved, man. Even if you look at, if you look at what the table looked like um, when Arteta arrived, Arsenal will be in fifth at the moment. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's definitely been an improvement there. I feel like in terms of the actual players' development, like you said, Shaq's had the biggest improvement. But apart from that, Aubameyang's feet might stay the same. Lacazette, there's even times where the Arsenal fans have called for him not to play. I would say... Pepe's pretty much stayed I would the say, same. Bellerin hold on. is um, not a factor. Bellerin has looked better. And let me just tell you the players that I think... Has let he? Me, let me tell you the players I think he's had a huge... Oh, he's gotten a huge impact from. Obviously, we've mentioned Shaka. Saka and Shaka. No, Tierney has looked when he's come back from injury. But Tierney, Tierney's um, looked sturdy like uh, regularly. Can I just say something, Daniel? With Tierney, no one in Arsenal. I think you can ask any Arsenal fan. No one in Arsenal has ever thought that Tierney wasn't really good, like not quality, but to play left side centre back. He can put the left-sided centre-back position. And I love Tierney. I think he's one of the best in Arsenal. Guaranteed, easy. But he was that when he came to Arsenal. It wasn't yeah, exactly. like... 
it's improved like he was rubbish I mean fair enough into... I, I mean that's you that's your opinion and, and, and then it, also just last player that I think he's had a significant impact on is Danny Ceballos because when Ceballos came everyone was gassing his his um ability then he went through a very very tough patch where he wasn't playing well but Arteta I think has taken him away from the team and refined his game now he's a dogged like tireless worker and then adds his um technical ability to it so I think uh, I think to say that Arteta hasn't improved a good like what's he going to do improve every no. player like that right no Daniel it's not a fact of me saying that he's not improved like the Arsenal squad but I'm just saying it's a it's more like a broken record because we've heard this and we've seen this before that Arsenal would have a period in a season where they show their quality they show that they're improving and all that mm. but just in the matter of a switch it all goes downhill what happened last season we just came off back-to-back um, victories and then we went to Valencia and we beat them at the home ground. We go to Europa League final and we get dogged out by a team that's even in our own league. Mm. The season the season that we came, we finished second in the league. Do you know that was the last time we were ever in the Champions League? Yeah, yeah. Aubameyang hasn't played Champions League football. He hasn't seen Champions So that's what I'm saying. With Arsenal, there's consistent moments where players improve. But I'm saying as a collective 38 games, so you still two questions in it. But let me now nah, let me interject, Daniel. Right, what I will say, Arteta hasn't had 38 games. Exactly. Secondly, I'd say um, you know he's coming to, in the middle of a season, so it's hard to you know prove yourself and get rid of um, the stigmas that you attach with Arsenal. Do you get what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man, I think you gotta allow next season to progress to say. Uh, whether it's a moment or not, because you know you might start the season exactly. on fire. No, it's definitely no more a moment. Do you know what I'm saying? It's more of a, but, a trend. And um, but then that goes think, that goes both ways, though. In terms of what? No, but that's that's what I'm as saying. In, as in, as in, you shouldn't be overhyped, but at the same time, you can't be overcritical. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just. But my point. That's, that's why I'm saying. But where, that's why I'm saying with Arsenal fans, with Arsenal fans, they need to pump the brake and stop thinking that. Okay, yeah, we're gonna be this team now. We're gonna be this team now because. We've seen, we've seen no, Arsenal no, no. improve. I get that, I get that. But what I'm saying is, in that, it can't go both ways. What I'm trying to say is, and, and disagree with me if you think I'm getting it wrong, but the picture I'm getting, though, is that you're being a bit too overcritical, especially when Arteta, this is his first job, this is his first yeah. time as a manager, he's been able to get to a final, he's still with a shout of getting Europa League with, with a squad where when he came in, they were in tatters because of Emery. So all I'm saying is... Just understand the situation and what Arteta is getting out of the situation. Because if, if, if you now, because what I want to say is so that we can tie a knot on this, so you're going to have the final take, big man. What I will say is um, answer this question and obviously make your final points. Can you tell me now if Arteta, obviously, I'm not saying they'll get Europa League because that's going that's a tough ask, but if they get Europa League now and win the FA Cup now, can you now tell me that's not. Maybe not manager of the season, but that's not a great season for Arsenal. And can't Arsenal fans dare to dream? Can't can't they be allowed to think like fam, with the resources this guy's had, he's been able to do this. So imagine we actually give him resources and the team he wants. Can't can't Arsenal fans be allowed to dream that? Do you get what I'm saying? And basically what I'm asking in a nutshell is do you believe in Arteta and the process? Well, of course, Arsenal can dare to dream, but you're talking to a guy that has no more dreams for Arsenal. To be fair, <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the mindset of I'm in the mindset of I'm looking at the team, 
and I'm looking at what's actually the fact. Oh my god. The facts are this, Daniel, yeah, last season, who came who came into the Arsenal squad? Like what manager came to Arsenal squad? Emery last Emery. season. And what did Emery do? Did he not take us to the Europa League final? Yes, but I'm Did we not go on a 22 game unbeaten shoot? But in terms of the football, mm-hmm. though, the football regressed. I'm saying Arteta looks better. I say Arteta. Do you know what I love about Arteta? I will say this what I love about Arteta. Arteta is a manager that played for Arsenal, so he loves the club. So he'll put his heart, heart <coughs> on his sleeve, like Frank Lampard, like Oligon Associates. So I like that. And I can see that there's going to be improvement and change. But for now, for Arsenal fans, they need to just, how do you say, pump, like, pump, pump the, the brakes. brakes. Yeah, pump, pump the brakes. brakes. <laughs> pump the brakes. It's just as simple as because there's a lot of things in mindset. Like, if you ask me, I don't want us to be in the Europa League. I don't want us to be in the Europa League. What's the point of us playing Thursday night and then we're coming back to play Monday night football? Mm. Knowing that the Monday night football, we could possibly lose. Because so in a, fatigue, so in a nutshell, just in a in one sentence, do you believe in Arteta and let's say the four year plan that Arsenal might have for him? I believe in Arteta in a four year plan. Okay. Guaranteed. I don't believe with the mindset of these players right now, because these mindsets players can easily switch on and off. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. And then before we wrap up this the City Arsenal um, Josh, last question to you. So you're saying yeah, that yeah. if Pep doesn't win the Champions League and he literally only has the the League Cup and second place and a second place finish, it's nothing to worry about. Because if you nah, it's, it's a, I, I, that's a that's a that's a sackable offense for other managers in the City dugout. Oh, facts. Yeah, facts. yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's Pep. It's Pep though, man. Like it's Pep, man. And you've seen how much he's done. For this team when he's come in, man, I feel like. Equity. What? Said he got that equity. Said he got that equity. Yeah, man, like bro, like it's Pep, man. You're not gonna find many better managers in the world to come and take in this, um, take on this role and do a better job than he than he's done, man. I feel like, I feel like for for a for a manager of this um of this ilk, yeah, he's gonna have to take about two consecutive seasons of underwhelming results and performances for you to say, all right, cool, like this isn't the man for the job. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? But I feel like. This season, when you when you when you factor in all, um, when you factor in everything considered, you can allow. Like, I, I'm not angry at the season. Like, I'm disappointed, but I'm not saying you know what. I think it's time for a change. But I feel like I'll give him the summer to to sign a president to sign, get everything sorted out, and then look for next season, man. I I, I do think that we'll have a good run in, in Champions League, but um, if we don't. I'm giving it one more year, man. I need that Champions League next year, though, man. Yeah. And, also I'm Daniel, I'm that, and I'm giving him that year, man. Yeah, go on. And also, Daniel, you have to take into consideration that it wasn't only Man City that had a bad season. I think everybody in the league, par Liverpool, because I even saw a stat that Man United have had they their five points off of their total points last season. I think I, second place now. I don't want to look too much into other teams because a lot of teams, in fact, not even a lot of teams, pretty much every other team apart from City and Liverpool, mm-hmm. were building. like not even poor, mm-hmm. like we're, we're all building. Like the, our teams are nowhere near the caliber of those teams, and it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not to look too much into the 
points tally. It's just to get the job done. And I think if United, if you tell United they can get top four, but it's lower than the points tally of last season, they won't. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, we won't care. So, but yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the other game that we had, the other semi-final. Obviously, the final we know is going to be Arsenal v. August the 1st. But Darren, man, take us through the game, man. What happened, man? 3-1 loss. That's a big loss today. Yeah, big loss, man. Big loss. Definitely disappointing. Um, For me... Oli just showed that he's not up to snuff once again. <laughs> you know, um, we give him a lot of credit for what he's done uh, as far as the morale of the team, you know, um, bringing positive vibes, you know, being a good... Um, when I say your manager brings uh, vibes and not tactics. So no, no, but that is the truth. Like, like, when, it comes to Oli, when it comes to Oli, that's the truth. And to be fair, yeah, I give a lot of uh, him a lot of credit for that because under Mourinho, we were suffering. Like even the players looked like they were coming into work thinking, "Raw, like another day at the office." Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So for that to you know do a complete um 180, I give Oli a lot of credit for that. But I've been consistent that tactically he's shown he's not up to snuff. And um today Lampard done him a dance uh, tactically, man. You know <laughs> we try to do this um passing out the back thing consistently, consistently. I'm sure you guys have noticed the trend as well. Um, Southampton came and pressed us and worked us crystal palace pressed us worked us um lampard i'm sure you watched them games saw the blueprint put united under a bit of pressure um don't let them counter attack and you're good especially when you take um pogba out the team green without the team do you know what i mean key cogs and obviously um when we go deeper than our starting 11 our best 11 you know where it's bare bones you know fred was poor today um, Bailly, you can't trust him to stay fit. Maguire. I said it to you off mic, Daniel, man. I don't know if we wouldn't have been worse off or if we would have been worse off with Chris Mullin. <laughs> because yeah, literally, me a, personally... That's a mad statement to make, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know... The thing with Maguire is, yeah, we spent 80 million on him. 80 great British pounds. 80 bro, million great. Sterling. 80 million boys. <laughs> 80 million boys. <laughs> but it feels like he's he's no better than the rest of our centre-backs. Yeah. I don't think he's much better than Lindelof. And obviously, Bailly can't get on the pitch. But um, he, he was very good like when he played. Yeah, so yeah. it feels like Maguire, he's not even an upgrade. But we spent 80 million on him. I feel like we should have... Um, kept smooling maybe we wouldn't have made champions league fair enough but then we go on and bring in a no doubt a class center back mm. then we make significant progress rather than basically spending 80 mil on a guy that's barely an upgrade do you know what i mean so um maguire just a quick question me, just a quick question though to that i mean I, to I think it's easy to blame maguire in 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 the sense that his defense his defending hasn't been the greatest but at the end of the day fam Bro, like, your defending has improved. And I've always said to you, I just think Maguire needs a partner. I don't think he's not the right centre-back. Because just before you answer that, when you look at today's game, the first two goals were De Gea's fault. And let's... We let's, haven't even got to De Gea let's, yet, let's, let's point out that it's Lindelof that Giroud scored the goal off of. Do you get what I'm saying? Not, not mm-hmm. Maguire. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I get why you'd blame Maguire. And obviously, he didn't look great today and he didn't have a great game. But I think... There's a lot of other issues, key key areas. Because one thing today showed me is that if, if Ole is asked to play a different squad, a rotated team, the team's not it's good. Done. It's done. Like, there's no well, tactics there. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, 
And so, just to um to go back to the Maguire point, in it, I'm not only addressing obviously this game in it because um yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. Lindelof made some mistakes as well. But I'm just talking generally, like he make mistakes too often. He can't be trusted. Like he, he just feels like a liability. Do you know what I'm saying? Him and De Gea are liabilities, fam. Yeah, big man jumping. Well, Daniel, Daniel, to your point about the Lindelof making the mistakes to the goals. That's very true, but we can't just, you know, shrug off the shrug off the fact that Maguire was making mistakes. Fair enough, it didn't lead to goals. Yeah, OG, yeah, no, of course, of course, of course, of course. Scored an OG. There was, I think, there was a chance where Giroud almost got it in, but it deflected and the hair saved it. That was he had, Maguire's. He mistake. also had an open header, which could have got us back into the game. Went wide, no, no, and course. he did the same yes. thing about three or four times last game. Like for me, I'm not saying that it's a mistake in it, like the um. No, no. Obviously, because we want to improve in it, we don't want to be stagnant, and because st- we know last season our defense was horrible. Yeah. But and and we have improved in it, but it just feels like eighty mil improvement is not is not what we're seeing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But let's move on to the hair, man, because I think we all have hey, thoughts on that's the that's why I want to intervene. The hair declined. The hair declined as the best a... keeper in the world. Bro, that declined when Ed Woodward pulled out the fax machine on transfer deadline day. From that point onwards, De Gea said, I'm not the same player for this club. Man. He's checked out. And he's flipping sad. He checked out, man. He, he said, I'm out. All jokes aside, though. I'm, I'm done. All jokes aside, though. I I'm absolutely his done. His decline has been mad spiritual. Like, there can't be... It can't be down to ability. Someone prayed against him because no deep it, yeah. What you need to what you need to remember is that the hair was the best in the world. There was no doubt about it. The clock, the saves yeah, he was yeah, pulling yeah. off. That he was he was single handedly winning, winning us you games, points, winning you games. No. Like a goalkeeper was winning <laughs> games, and now, fam, it's 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 like it's a serious question to have whether he's top three in the league. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, Daniel, but you have to think about it, fam. De Gea was playing out of his skin because he wanted that contract at Madrid, bro. When he couldn't get that contract anymore, mentally, he logged out. He's like, fam, like, fair enough, you're giving me more peas, but this yeah. is not where I want to be, fam. Like, and he's I think you made out, a valid fam. point he's there, gone. Josh. He's out I think you made a valid point. Because for me... Very good point. The, um, the reason why he's capitulated is his confidence, fam. If, if you look at his face... During games, while he's making, but why even has he while, lost he was, while he was that's diving, the point. that's the point. Yeah, that's why I said that like Josh's playing, point is key. It's not like he's that's why playing, I said Josh's point is key. Because remember, keepers lose confidence because they're playing in front of a bad back four. It's not like he's playing in front not of a, no, no, no. But I'm saying, no, but he, he thrived on. under a bad back four. Ex- no, that's exactly my point. That's what I'm trying improved. to say, Josh. Isn't it? Like it's it's not like the back four now is worse than the back four where he was the best keeper in the world. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's mm. what I'm saying. Mm. The the loss of confidence literally doesn't make sense. No, no, no. But that, that that's that's why, like, I feel like, even though my point was slightly said in jest, it holds a lot of weight from him because you have to see yeah. it as this, year. He sees it as his stock has dropped massively, in it mm-hmm. after, after he missed out on that deal, man. So he sees it as his, like, at the moment, if you not want to get rid of him, Madrid, like his, the team he wants to go to, they're not going to sign it. Like, who's going to sign De Gea now as he is now? I don't think it's that, like, really I struggle man. to believe it's that. Just because, fam, he's on a mega, he's on a mega deal at United. Like, he's getting... Yeah, yeah but it's not, it's not it's not, about that, though. It's not about that, man. I, he, he, I don't think it's about he that. He was happy to sign the five-year deal. If he really wasn't happy... But at I don't the think time, he was happy. No, because at the he time, you can't tell me at the time he, he signed the contract, 
he wouldn't have got another time, club. You guys just got Pogba. Exactly. Just got yeah. He could have signed for I mean, another club Lukaku. easily. Wait, hold, wait, hold on. So Daniel, if you were the Hay in that position, yes. yeah, and he and he had Ivar, the, the option of going to Madrid or, or signing his five-year deal at United, you would rather sign a five-year deal at United? No, I'd go to Madrid. Exactly. Yes, but I'm so saying, though, like, I'm saying though, he could have let his contract then. run out though. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that I think. Gone. I think the point that um, Josh that you touched on, it's not only um, confidence. That's what we need to get into. It's the aspect that he actually checked out. Like I think his um, his standards are dropped for himself. Yeah. Do you know Let's what I'm saying? say so it's like, that's my point. Let's say that it's a drop in standards, a loss in ability. Don't tell me he's lost confidence. He hasn't lost confidence, bro. He's on a five year. You were the one that said he lost confidence. No, no, confidence. no. He, he has no. Lost I'm asked. No, I'm basically saying I don't understand the confidence argument because. He's not playing in front of a worse back forward than he was before. Yeah, but that's not the only... Um, uh, yeah, that's not the only way you gain or lose confidence. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying how do you... you I believe... Are you saying he you, lost you confidence? You lose confidence in your own ability. Because he didn't get the Real Madrid move. No, I believe No, 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 no. I believe at the end of the day, when David De Gea was performing the way he was performing, you guys do have to also take into consideration he was coming from the come-up. So, at that time... You realise that, okay, yeah, he's being of this quality and you're just like, oh my God, who's this guy? David De Gea, David De Gea, David De Gea. Now he's reached his top prime. All the eyes are now on this guy. Thank you. That's Every what... single eye is on David De Gea. So the pressure is different like the, compared to when he was there before. Like when he was there before and he was making all these clean sheets and all that, breaking all these records, everyone was just like, this guy's the best keeper in the world. Now we've recognised him as the best um, keeper in the world. He's standards. showing to us why this keeper is... Let me, let me come in, big man. Let me come in, big man. Let me come in, big man. No, wait, wait, Daniel, quickly, yeah. yeah. Just, just, very, just very, very quickly. Go on, go on, no, very, it's calm, it's calm, it's calm. If, 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 this was, if this was an outfield player yeah, in this example, yeah. so let's say um, you have a player with the ability of like an Aiden Hazard, isn't it? Where he's playing for like a, a, a team that's not really great, yeah. yeah, yeah. end of the day, he's going to be playing well, well up to a point to where like he can't carry the team anywhere longer. He has to go elsewhere. Do you get what I'm saying? Otherwise, he's going to decline. Like, you can't stay at the same club, like, playing that level for three, four, five, six years. Or like, you're going to have to go See, elsewhere, I disagree. Man, I don't think... That I don't think this, is my take, this is my take on it, and I understand that point, and I fully hear the angle. The only reason why I disagree with that is because, fam, you can be a great player and create dominance at one club. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I think Van Dijk still has three, four years at the top, do you get what I'm saying, as a top centre-back. Maybe not, he might not remain as number one, but he will still be in that cat. I'm saying that De Gea has even dropped out. Yeah, but he weren't... Hold on, I'm, I'm saying... Oh, go on, go on. Yeah, he weren't a big player until... until no, 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 I'm, I'm saying, saying obviously, obviously the test is the test is to see where Van Dijk is, but I'm using him as an example and making the prediction that he won't drop off to the point where De Gea is right now. And wait, just to address a point that Big Man made, which I totally agree with, He's built his, his stock to the point where he's now the number one player in his position and all eyes are now on him. It's his, it's now his job to ensure that he either maintains the standards or exactly. touches the standards of the next keeper who tries to um, take that number one position off of him. I'm trying to say that De Gea's lost so much ability that he's... I don't even think he can be considered to be a world-class keeper anymore. That's what I'm even trying I, to say. I agree with and that. And that's what I'm trying to say. I agree with that. If you're not even... If you're one, costing games, that's one of the biggest things in a keeper. Fam, tell me what he did today that Kepa hasn't already done. Do you get what I'm saying? No, Daniel, I 100% agree with you, but I feel like, aren't we trying to address 
the reason why or how he got to this level. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's established and that I would have said is is the shadow of his former self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A loss of ability is the reason why, fam. Because um, I don't. He, he's only how old? What 28, 29? Like his ability hasn't gone anywhere. For me, it's. The points that we make, confidence and his pressure. standards for himself. Yeah, the, the I don't want to. But the thing is, I don't want to tie age too much to ability. Just because he's in his prime as a keeper doesn't necessarily mean he has to remain in that. I just think, literally, the point is his standards have dropped. That means, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, his standards, his standards, goes hand in hand with his ability. And I think he has lost a bit of ability as a keeper in it. That's just me in it. I think the pressure says it all. Like what Josh said about Real Madrid, him going not going to Real Madrid and then signing the deal with Man United. If you don't, didn't realise that first year, he was pretty rubbish. And do you know why? No, because but he, at the end of the, the day, the laser you missed your chance to go to Real Madrid. Oh, 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 oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on, go on. I thought you were talking about when he... No, I said, let's be real, but yeah. ever, when, since he signed that contract, he hasn't been himself. And do you know why he hasn't been himself? Because now every team's looked at him and they really wanted him that year. So he wanted him that year when he signed. He didn't perform to his best. And now exactly. everyone's looking now, at him. Now like, his stock has dropped. His stock, yeah, has, his dropped, stock has absolutely it's gone plummeted, the other way. And now, 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 bro, now you're seeing what? Where was the stadium was when um, De Gea was performing at his best, fam? Where was, exactly. where was Oblak when um, De Gea... Like, yeah. These men went around, but now it's like, you can name five keepers, six keepers in the world that so are performing better than De Gea, is, and it's like The question is then, obviously, we've been able to... Um, like highlight what's wrong with the hair, yeah. And I'm gonna go around. I'll say we start with Darren and then go to Josh and then Big Man. Is Dean Henderson the answer? Because really and truly, in my mind, I just think a, um, a keeper going from Sheffield United to then having to be the keeper for Manchester United, Stratford, then it's not gonna be an easy job for him, especially when we, we there might be fans next year. Like now, he's gonna be under pressure, like the spotlight is literally going to be on him. You 100%. You make that Dean Henderson switch for next season. And see, what you um, rose about pressure is a big point because when uh, I've had this discussion prior with um, some family members and my st- their stance is Dean Henderson isn't ready to be the guy under the lights at the Stretford end, do you know what I'm saying? In the sticks, on his jays. And I think that's a fair point, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, going from Sheffield United to Manchester United is a completely different ball game. But my issue is, is De Gea good enough for that to be a reason why we're not um, going to the That's a fair point. Answer that question, sir. I don't think he is, fam, because he's costing <laughs> us games, costing us points, doing a darkness to us. And, and really and truly, fam, he, he's below average. Genuinely, he's had the most mistakes in the league this season. Yeah. So, so how is that Man United standard? I'm, even if Dean Henderson, but my, even if Dean Henderson comes in and it, um, is as bad as the hair has been this season, we know he's only going to get better. Mm. We don't have that same confidence when it comes to David De Gea fan because he's had... Obviously, we know he can get back to his best. Mm. But he's been bad for two years. Mm. So now it's like, for me, for me, um, I give De Gea one more season in it only because of the equity that yeah, he's, yeah, built, he's up. built up. He's built you know, up. The right he won, yeah, he won player of the season three or four years on the spin. Yeah. And that's like unheard of, isn't it? So, yeah. listen... David De Gea, he's a Man United legend already, but... He can go um, really bad if he's not careful. Do you get what I'm saying? And I feel one more season should be enough to prove whether you can still be that guy or Dean Henderson should be the guy moving forward. Josh. Um, 
just just off the back of what you said, Daniel, um, I think if you're going to make the switch with Dean Henderson, you have to get the hair out first. I think it'll be sad Ooh. to see a situation where you have both of the players at the club. I think I, I feel like. Do you think that's bad? Do, do you think that's bad? I, I think yeah. I think it won't do Dean Henderson any favors, and neither do I think it will do De Gea any favors. In my opinion, I feel like I feel like as you said, you get De Gea out where it's like a kind of like an ass wearing situation. Just go out sooner rather than later, innit? Because you don't know Just how quickly, bad it could before be you finish a up, year from now. Sorry to interrupt you. But yeah. Don't you think a situation like the um, apologies? Don't you think a situation like the um, when Mourinho had Courtois and Czech? And that check mm. was the second choice keeper, but check was still a quality keeper at the time. But he eased check out through Courtois. Don't you think it makes more sense to ease the hair out? Through? I, I, I think I think I think it's different though because if you look at it, the reason why that kind of worked is because check was getting much older in age and Courtois was kind of like on the come up in it. And the reason why they were making that switch was more to do with um, age and style of play as opposed to actual ability because check was still yeah. quite a good keeper at the time. But if you look at this situation here, you're getting the hair out not because of his age or anything, but because he's actually declined as a player. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So I feel like for, for his own sake, there's no need to hang on to him in it, in my opinion, man. Fair enough. So I feel like if you're if you're saying if you're saying you want to make the move in a year's time, I don't think you'd bring Dean Henderson in this summer. I think you wait till you actually get the hair out to then bring him in. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, I hundred percent agree with that. Big man. If Dean Henderson ain't the guy uh, moving forward. He should go on loan to Sheffield United for another season, 100%. Big man, what did you think? Yeah, if you're going to do that. Next yeah. season, Dean Henderson or De Gea one more year? It's a tough one because you guys are forgetting that this is the Bar- this is the Premier League. So I would have said Barclays Premier League, but <laughs> this is the Premier League. That's what you guys are forgetting. If you're willing to keep him for another season, how would the Americans say, we got tape on you now? Everyone in the Premier League now has tape on the Steam Henderson guy, so we know how he plays now. Yeah. Next season's going to be very different to how it's going to be this season. So my question to you is, why would you put him in a Man United situation? Man United ain't been doing as great as everyone's saying that they are. Yeah, attackably, they're brilliant. Defensively, there's still some woeful like question marks there. You want to put him in that system? Okay, that's fine. But you need... In my opinion, it's not just about football. His relationship with his, with his defenders as well. You're bringing him into a, a back line that Maguire's new to the squad. Wan-Bissaka's also slightly new to the squad. And then you're going to bring Henderson in. And then magically you think that everything's going to change. I don't think that's the case. I think you need to give Dean Henderson one more season in the Premier League. See where Sheffield, when Sheffield United turn out. And then, after that, start talking about David De Gea, you know, possible destinations that he should be at. Because I think it's time for David De Gea to move on. See, and that, that for me, is the key point. The fact that the, the issue isn't whether Dean Henderson's ready or not. It's David De Gea is so bad right now. We need someone else <laughs> in the sticks. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not even a matter of, is Dean Henderson ready or not? It's, is David De Gea going to be this bad? For another season, because we can't have that anymore, bro. Uh, so that we don't. But then, say if, games. but then say if you bring, say if you bring Dean Henderson over, and he's not the Dean Henderson that you've seen, because this is his first ever time in the Premier yeah. League, by the way. Yeah, I know. So I just, I said, not... I said, even if he has a bad first season, we know it's only upwards from here. Do you get what I'm saying? But we're not. We don't have. That's what. That's what we that's thought about Kepa. Don't say that. That's what because Kepa exactly. actually had. Kepa actually had a decent. 
to all right first season in the Prem. It's, and then we've said, ah, he's made some mistakes, but he's shown enough signs for him to improve. And then second season <laughs> has been like one of the most... Exactly. The worst, That's like, what I'm trying to say. Like, No, obviously you never know, innit? Uh, all we're doing is... Because um, guys, are you predicting. forgetting what we're talking about? We're talking about the best league in the world. We're not talking about like the league R. We're not talking about the Bundesliga. Yeah. We're not talking about the Eredivisie. Like we're it's talking Eredivisie. Whatever. <laughs> we're not talking about anything. Eredivisie, whatever it is. We're not talking about any of these things. We're talking about the Premier League, the most competitive league in the world. Like Dean Anderson's had a nice season, but just remember what I said before. Everyone hasn't had the season that they've had. And that's with Arsenal, that's with Chelsea, that's with Man United, that's with with Watford, that's with Everton, that's with Newcastle. They haven't had the seasons that they've usually had. Next season, let's all see what's what's going to happen with the standards. I just feel like the hair has just been so bad that, you know, as I said, one more season. But it's about him. It's not about anyone else. Because really and truly, if he gets back to his standards... We could even sell Dean Henderson because De Gea, if he gets back to his, he could have another six, seven, eight years. But really and truly, he's been bad. Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? That's my issue. And and today summed up everything about Manchester Manchester United's backline. I mean, the first if the first goal wasn't that bad, the second goal. Oh my lord! Call Roy Keane. Oh my Daniel, lord! What, what, Give him a ring. Give him a ring. I felt like the 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 first goal. Fair enough was a very good finish by Giroud, but I'm telling you, fam, it's a savable like shot, fam. Like, of course, bro, it trickled you got under his arm. It. You got a hand to it. It trickled, it trickled under the, under his arm. Bro. Yeah, it was yeah, a good yeah. finish by Giroud, but it's definitely savable, like 100 savable. And then to put like to finally sum at that point, Mason Mount scored a goal that he should never ever score. Like what natural <laughs> hell? Like, and nah, man, he's done, man. Mom, bro, wallahi, you man, go back, watch the highlights. Look at De Gea's face while he's diving to save that ball. It looked like he even thought the ball was going into the back of the net. And that, that's a mentality <laughs> I wanna, you cannot I have. Wanna, I don't want to spend too much on it. Obviously, um, for me personally, just to give a quick take on the game, I think Frank Lampard just showed that tactically. And what I've been trying to say, that fam, yes, in the, in the Sheffield United game, he showed, obviously, that he's still learning first time First job, first time getting this kind of big job, first time in the Premier League, he's going to make mistakes. But countless times, that's what I said to Mandem, stop criticising the guy for the same thing we're praising him for, his ability to make tweaks, his ability to change games, his ability to know what players to use at certain times. He's learning his team and at, at the end of the day, a lot of the players who start this, who have been starting, are not going to be starting next year. We're going to have a much better team next year. And I have so much faith in Frank Lampard because he's shown me that he's not just Fair enough. Do you know what? Let me be honest to you. He got the he got the job because his family is a Chelsea legend. Like he's already got the merit. He's built up everything. And fair enough. That's not the way you should be getting jobs. I don't believe that's the way you should get your job. However, he's got the job, and he's he's had a job to do, and he's shown me that he can do that job. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think Frank Lampard basically out. What's the word? Out tacticized. What's the word? Out for out tactic. <laughs> what? No, nah, you want to leave That's not a word. Daniel. I thought, though, but I was doing Ole today, innit? Just, just say tactically outsmarted. What the hell? Ooh, look at me. I did uh, English. <laughs> I like yeah. Yeah. Hey, but Daniel, yeah. but Daniel. Yeah, go on. I hope you know that next season, with the acquisitions that you've done, 
high expectations. Yeah. There's high, a lot. There's a high expectations coming your way. Especially if we finish third, there's definitely high expectations. I think what we, what me and Darren have spoken about, and Josh, I've mentioned it to them, and I don't know if you disagree with this, but I'm telling you the Chelsea plan. So whether you disagree or not, that's your business, isn't it? Yeah. The Chelsea plan is next year to get top four without any struggle, isn't it? I still think Liverpool and Man City are like the two. T- clearly the two best teams but the year after next is when we challenge for the league as in sustained challenge challenge the best because i do believe that after that that would be lampard's third year we would have grown mm-hmm. substantially substantially we would have an fa cup in the bag and obviously another fa cup next year <laughs> saying, i mean but, let's you see August first. <laughs> but no nah, man i i don't want to i don't want to dwell too long in it i think the points that i wanted us to discuss mainly have been discussed and that's Oli de Gea. And Maguire. Finally, I want to get you man's thoughts though before we wrap up today on Leicester's capitulation, man. They started the restart eight points ahead of um, Chelsea and about what? 10 points? 14. 14 points ahead of United. And now they're going into last game of the ge- last game of the season. United have a game in hand. They literally they literally have to win that game to get Champions League. And obviously. I've been gloating about it, saying, oh, I told you so and whatnot, because obviously Josh and Darren didn't think that Chelsea would make the top four, and they haven't made the top four yet. Of course, anything can still happen. Like, fam, I'm trying to be, like, level playing field, man. But yeah, in all seriousness, though, like, what's happened to Leicester? What's happened to Brendan Rodgers? What's happened to James Madison? What's happened to all these ballers that were given so much praise in the beginning of the season? Talk to me. I think think um, a lot of it is just... You know, you know certain clubs, yeah, like United, um, Chelsea. Even though they go through um, difficult seasons, they still pull something out of the bag just because historically they're such great clubs. They've been in, they haven't been in those situations, but they're great enough to where that they can kind of salvage something in it. I feel like Leicester City are not of the same ilk as those kind of teams in it, and um, the break, uh, the, the, the the haters of the Premier League. I feel like. It affected them the most out of every club in the top six, man. It, it just seems as if they didn't have to handle the situation properly, man. When um, before before the the, um, the the pause in the season, they were flying, they were riding in good momentum, and I feel like that stop just affected them so so much, man. To where like they didn't have a Scoobies what to do, man. Really and truly, do you get what I'm saying? I feel like yeah, I feel like it's just it's just Premier League experience in it. Mm. I feel like they're a club where you know, they've actually. Overachieved. We didn't think that Leicester exactly. City will be and the they team they are now. What they mean? Exactly. Now, now they've come back to where they really should exactly. be in it, and that's 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 the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. And um, the top, the historically top clubs in the Prem, they'll find a way to make something work in it, despite the situation. I feel like Leicester City, because they've overachieved for so long, now we're looking at it like, raw what's going on there? But really and truly, this is who Leicester City are, man. There is no disrespect to my well, City fans, but well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I believe I disagree with that point, Josh. Oh. Only because mm. I think everyone's forgetting teams. Like it's not like at the end of the day that they came back and they had everybody there. Remember Ben Chidwell was there. Rodrigo was it Rodrigo? Rod- Pereira. 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 Sorry, Rodrigo Pereira. Ricardo Pereira. Ricardo Pereira. He wasn't Ricardo. there as well. Madison got injured during um, the time as well, and now Suyunchin's out as well. I mean, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's his fault. I He's believe that that's four, yeah. four of the starting eleven team. If they all played, I think it could have been a bit different. Because uh, what's what's it going to go to the final day? 
with those four guys out, if those guys were back, they I think they still would have been in the top four. I mean, when you make no, but then you you say that yeah, because when you but... make your predictions, you factor all this in, and at the end of the day, no, I don't mean to sound tough on them. Uh, they've won a Premier League, so they have experience in the end game, fam. When, sorry to use Wolzer in term- terminology. They have experience in the end game, and at the end of the day, we have to look at Brendan Rodgers because this is the second time in his managerial career now that he's bottled. Well, he's looking like he's bottling it because I'm um, not not to pour salt in the wounds, but no Champions League team should be losing four-one to Bournemouth in the year they're trying to make Champions. A Bournemouth side who look terrible, by the way. A Bournemouth side who have been terrible. Like, I'm sorry, because it was 3-1 before they got the red card, or 2-1 before they get the red card. So Bournemouth was already on top. And then you top that off by going to Tottenham. Tottenham, who have probably, this is the worst Tottenham team we've seen in a while. Go there, get smacked 3-0. Yes, they've still got players like Harry Kane and Son, but don't tell me, that they've still got Vardy. And I, I'm sorry, if you want to tell me that Vardy's one of the best strikers in the league, he will show up for you when the big moments come. Like, don't, don't. Like, obviously, it sounds like I'm being salty and that, but don't start putting Vardy in the same conversation as Drogba when Vardy can't get you out of certain situations. Because Vardy, I'm sorry, hasn't shown up in big games when, when Leicester have needed him. So that's my... Yeah, I feel like you, man, have made good points, in it. I feel like... Josh, I mostly agree with your point, innit? This is, this is who they are, you know. <laughs> United had a horrible start to the season. Um... Chelsea have been poor, uh, mainly during the middle of the season. Uh, Tottenham, Arsenal, all the teams have been poor. And I think, obviously, Leicester capitalised on that, found their way into a very nice position. And um, they got found out, man. You know, as you said, the restart didn't do do, do a lot of good for them. As Big Man said, a lot of injuries, you know, came at the wrong time just to compound everything. But um, I think... Moving on to Brendan, your point, Daniel, I think it's a bit harsh. I know twice, you know, you can argue that it's a trend, but I think it's a bit harsh to say that, you know, he um, he bottled... Obviously, he did basically bottle it twice in um, big, big, big situations, but I think that'd be tough. That'd be, um, you know, harsh to and that's attach I mean. that to him. Do you know what I'm saying? Make that his, you know, brand. I mean... And- What's it called? Yeah, go on. Hold go on, let me just 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 quickly to to Lekan, um, the, yeah. the points you brought up about um, having um, players injured or whatever, I do understand that, but that's like that's actually my point. Like we've seen Arsenal the first game, but no, the yeah the first game back after the lockdown, they had three players out. David Luiz with a red card. They had yeah. who's that centre back that they had that got in? They had two players Fugins. injured. Mari, Mari. Um, oh, Mari. Yeah, Mari and who else got injured? That I think Shaka was, was it Shaka, Shaka got injured that game. Yeah, exactly. Injured, yeah. So yeah, straight, so straight after the the, the restart. Leno. 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 Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Leno as well. Exactly. So straight after the restart, you've got about four or five players that are in your starting eleven that can no longer play in it. So literally, we've seen other teams have the same kind of difficulties as well, it? but Arsenal are still like kind of like hanging on but Leicester had they, they started up higher in the table I feel like they've, they've got worse than Arsenal have gone better if that makes sense but it just makes your point Josh man they to argue to, yeah, to man. argue your point Josh I understand that but you also have to understand that Leicester don't have the squad depth that Arsenal may point. have or That's that Man point. City have so it's a thing of it's either they're starting 11 or nothing it yeah, but that, that, that's, that, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying though. So like, with their starting eleven, they're overachieving. They shouldn't be here because they don't like. Typically, they had to you, need, you need. Yeah, typically you need you need squad depth to be a top four team in the Premier League, man. Yeah. But if you haven't even yeah. got that squad depth in your in your in your in your fourth, when injuries hit, then you're going to regress. However, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question though. That's fair enough in it, and fair enough you make that point in it. But 
at the end of the day, when you put yourself in the position, when you've given yourself, it's not like they had a head start of like two points. I'm saying that they had enough of a head start to consolidate that position. I'm telling you now that all they needed was two more wins from the lockdown um, period and they would have had top four. So they could have lost all the games that they had, but two extra wins could have changed the whole scene. So what I'm trying to say is, fair enough, yes, they have overachieved the season no matter where they finish, but they can look back on the season if they don't make Champions League and be very disappointed in themselves. And I think they have every right to criticise them and Brendan Rodgers for not capitalising on the work that they had done prior. Because, fam, it's like saying the Leicester team that won the Premier League, if they allowed Tottenham to catch them, we couldn't criticise them because they'd overachieved as a Premier League side. No, we're allowed yeah, to criticise them because they put, they put themselves that's in a the position to be criticised. Fam, when you get yourself to, mm. to the top... And this is what I tried to make people understand. I can't remember who I had this discussion with. Every Premier League club, this is the, no matter how small you are, is the goal is to get to the Premier League, consolidate some sort of st- stability, then have a go. Do you get what I'm saying? Then actually have a go. Try and push on. Like, a lot of teams have done it. Burnley have shown, obviously, squad depth hurts them in the Europa League and such situations like that. But Leicester have shown the ability to play good football and succeed. They've obviously won the league. Do you get what I'm saying? So now we can hold them accountable because they're trying to break into that top six kind of bracket. Yeah. You get what I'm saying now? So like my thing is no, they I put think, themselves in a position to be criticised. I think you made a good point there, Daniel, man. Um, what they've done since the restart is definitely an indictment on Brennan Rogers. I think they've only got uh, two wins max, maybe even one since the restart I remember a Palace Super- I remember a Palace win but I don't remember any other yeah Palace I think that was like 3-0 or something and then they beat um, Brighton I think yeah I think Brighton everyone else they dropped yeah. points as you said the 4-1 loss to Sheffield Bournemouth United, Sheffield United. that's Sheffield United. that's unjustifiable the, um, the loss to Bournemouth um, yeah man I think you made a key point there man it's definitely um it's an indictment on Brendan. I, I still think it'd be harsh to make it like a label, mm. but you know, um, it's definitely it's definitely disappointing that they've been so poor since the restart. Still, yeah, I'll give you that. But yeah, nah, man, you man, I think we should wrap it up there. I have one question though to end it off. I just want one liners in it going into next season. Who do you have the most faith in, Arteta, Ole, or Lampard, Josh? <sighs> Don't make this a one-liner. Just a one-liner. <laughs> just a one-liner. I just want the name. That's all. I just want it to be interesting, isn't it? L- Lampard. Lampard. You're going to say what? Lampard. Lampard, yeah. Darren? Yeah. Yeah, Lampard. Big man? I think if we finish outside of Europa, I'll give Arteta. I said one-liner and this guy's giving me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but the Lamp- <laughs> only reason why I say Lampard is because you, man... You men are serious, serious go-getters in the transfer market. Fair enough, yeah. You're going to yeah, yeah. back him to where, you know, he, you'll put him in a position. To if you successful. get Havertz... It's mad. Hey, it's long. Murdered. Yeah, it's yeah. long. Bro, don't get... You need a centre-back. Why are you spending money on Havertz? Go get a centre-back. Don't say not. Yeah, We've had... Uh, no, but they go get a centre-back. Well. Your, your games are going to be finishing at like 4-3 and 5-4 yeah, and yeah. then, bro, go and get <laughs> a centre-back. Did you say they need one as well? No, 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 on another episode. Yeah, I think he did send it back. No, on another episode. But yeah, that, that's, on, what, on that's for another episode. I'll tell you. Go and get, go and get yourself you a bloody center back, mate. But right? yeah, man, big man, it's been great. Lovely having you. Definitely going to be doing Thanks, guys. Appreciate man. you coming, big man, man. Thanks, my brother. Love, bro. Yeah, all right, we out, man. Eyes on the ball, man. Stay blessed. Say less. Deuces.